Kokorungo kite tangi a te kori mako Korero flowing at the hooker force Ko papa relevant, ko papa out of bounds Ko papa exigent, ko papa paramount Nā ko nā whakapiri mai kite Ko papa tino whakahira hira Whakarongo pi kari kari mai Hare hare mai, o tāringa hare hare mai We gotta gather up close everybody Gather up close everybody Kani kani move that body Kani, kani, move that body in your seat or wherever you are. Ya koutou e whakarongo mai ana. Kia māwa e mihi atu nei te nā koutou nau mai o ki mai. Kia taringa e whakapāho atu nei i te wānonga o te roa. Anei māwa ko te puaheiri, ko snow. Ooh, I thought that was going to be the... <laughs> that, that was cool. That was a cool one. That was a cool one. Nō reira, tātou ma. Welcome back to Taringa, of course, and i nei wiki, it's once upon a time, a time. Uh, engari mua o te kōrero mo tēnei wiki, te, te pūrākau, te pakiwaitara rā nei. And actually, I'm going to leave that with you all to think mm. and ponder about pūrākau and pakiwaitara. What is the difference? Is there a difference? Childa. Hoia no, before we get into once upon a time, we're going to have our kiwaha. Kiwaha. And the kiwaha we've picked today... O ngā kiwaha, ko tēnei wiki, is... <laughs> Kei runga no atu. Nō reira, koe nā tātātou kiwaha. Kei runga no atu. Kei runga no atu. Kei runga no atu. What does it mean? I was taught, kei runga no atu means, you're just amazing, you're just up there. Mm. Kei runga no atu. Yeah. Engari mo tēnā. Engari mo tēnā. If I was to put it on a scale, it's a bit better than pie. <laughs> Kia ora. So, it, it's not the be all end all. It's not like te mutinga ke mai nei o te pai Aye. or kaore he painga, you know, like all those kiwaha. It actually means, yeah, that's a bit better or that's much better. Aye. That's much better. That's a bit better. Ah, yes, yes. That's the way to of that kiwaha. So if we're looking at it literally, you can see hey, it's kei runga no atu, so it's just, yeah. just a bit above from where you were before. Yeah, on the kiwaha degree scale, Aye. it's better than mateaha. Ah, oh, yes, okay, so it sits in between there, yeah. there and Otaio? Yeah, mm. I would say. Mm. So an example, perhaps, I used to do this Yep. in this other job. <laughs> <laughs> and now I do this. <laughs> now I do this with my clothes on. Keirunga no atu. Or someone's maybe you know maybe people are singing and and everyone's flat and then they give another go and only one person's flat. Aye aye aye. So there's room for improvement, eh, with Kairunga Noatu. Yeah, yeah. It's re- absolutely. It's not, but it's not the, you know, the absolute greatest. Yeah. And some people use it. They're like Kairunga Noatu. Yeah, Kairunga Noatu. <laughs> Yeah, like, different, you know, it's different to kokoe arunga and korunga tēnā. It's aye. one you hear in, in the East Coast, korunga tēnā. But um, keirunga no atu means, yes, that's a bit better. That's much better. Yep. But it doesn't mean that it's the be-all, end-all. It's aye. the absolute best. I think we have to be mindful in that because, uh, yeah, understanding the scale of things, eh? there is yeah. a scale. Yeah, and when I say that's better, it's not the kangangaro that's better. Oh, okay, from yes, when yes. you've gone from... You've improved. Yep. That's, yep. that's different. That's a different, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. kei runga noa. Ai, kei runga noa tu o ku mohi o ranga mo tēnā. Kiwa. Hoi, no tērā tērā, inai nei te wika huri ki 
tātātai kōrero mō tēnei wiki ara Once Upon a Time. One Upon a Time. One Upon a Time. According to Tainui tradition, t'was Tāwhaki who ascended up into the divine echelons to fetch the three vessels of enlightenment. That story we'll visit another time, but for now, we will look at the great demigod's offspring. Tāwhaki had a son named Wahiroa. When Wahiroa came into manhood, he wedded a maiden named Kura, and she bore him a son named Rata. My love, your return was swift. Did you fetch many plumes of the kohirangi from the lands of Pariroa? Excuse the interruption, my lady. I bring you news of bereavement. Oh, where? No, please, no. Hi, tis Wahiroa. We ran into trouble as we passed through Pariroa. Wahiroa's cohort was ambushed on the way home. Once upon a time, a young Rata was but a baby when his mother received the horrid news of the murder of his father, Wahiroa. It was from that day onward that Kura would plant and foster the seed of retribution within him. Eoho, my son. Rata, ea taku te maiti. You were sleep talking. He tohu mate te moe nanu. Tis an omen. Tell me what you saw. I was following these birds. <clears throat> One was a kakerangi, a kohirangi, and a, and a kohiwai. I, I followed them across a river, and on either side of the river, the land was scorched and soddened with the tutu juice. I turned to find myself at, a, at another place. The, the pungent smoke of cooking flesh burns my sinuses. There stood a man with my likeness. As I pressed my nose against his, he, he collapsed into a heap like a, like a bundle of pūeru. The earth below rumbled with a deep laughter. Mama, was that my father? Ana, ko tai te wā. It is time I told you what happened to your father and the quest that was bestowed upon you before your legs could even carry you. Kura went on recounting to her son the story that spoke of his father's murder. Many matariki before, your brave father set off on an expedition to retrieve the most exquisite plumes from fowl that had no indigeneity to this land. They travelled across the back of Tangaroa to the unknown land at that time, known today as Pariroa. Wahiroa, my love, your father did not return. They say they were met with conflict on this quest and your father was one of many casualties. It is believed that the ruler of those lands, Matuku Tangotango, is the one responsible for the deaths of our kinsmen. It is also said that he is a devourer of human flesh. So where does my father lay, Mama? My son, 
This is why I believe it is time. You dreamed of someone in your likeness, but he collapsed into a heap. Yes, this is true. In a foreign land too, amongst the billows of black smoke from cooking meat. Ay, Marika, I must avenge these deaths and bring the bones of my father home to rest. How do I get to Padidor? In the dimly lit hours of the Atahapara, Rata and his people entered the Waunuya Tane in search of a suitable tree to fell, so he may fashion a waka for his quest. Mm. Aye, tenna, kotia. This day has been long but fruitful. Let's head back now and return in the morning to hew out the shape of this vessel. The following morning, the crew returned to start the next stage in building their waka, only to be met with bemusement and confusion. Where is the tree that fell by the blade of my very own toki? Um, well, perhaps it wasn't sharp enough, bro. You know, for some, I mean, not myself, but what I've heard around the island is that it's easy for some to get the rako up, but getting it down and keeping it down is um, easier said than done. What are you talking about? You were right here when I fell my rako by my very own hands. Hey, what you do in the wee hours of the morning is up to you, bro. Actually, I know a witch doctor who can help you with that. She helped me with this rash I got when I met this all-female haka troop over on Tetehi o Manono. Man, they were good. But what goes on tour was meant to stay on tour. But I ended up with a parting gift, didn't I? Came with me. She made me smile, wince, and then itch. Katahira! I don't know where this is coming from, but we need to fell this tree again. Hoake! Rata and his maritime engineers hacked away once again to cut down this great tree of Tawa. But once again, Rata would return only to find this forest giant standing upright, glistening in the morning dew. Eh, poko! This time we fell, dress, and hew the shape out before dark. Cut off your... The men worked tirelessly throughout the day to shape out the waka and hollow the trunk out. Finally, the call was given to drop tools. Ah, kangangaro e taima, oti pai nei te mahi. E hoki koutou ki o koutou nohoanga, ke whakanaai. The work here is done. Return to your homes and rest. Pehia koe, Rata. Aren't you coming? Ekao, I'm camping out to see who's messing with my rako. Bro, are you sure you don't want me to refer you to the witch doctor? They can help you with these things. It could be just stress. You know, you've got a lot on your plate right now. Fuck a mutuatu! What are you doing, bro? Are you staying or going? If you're staying, then I need silence from you. Rata made himself a spot in the underwood and lay in surveillance. He had not long been hiding when he heard the forest become a buzz with the Tinio Hakuzuri as they sang their incantation. The innumerable multitude offspring of Tane Mahuta had come to put the tree back into its regal base, chip by chip, shaving by shaving. Splinter by splinter, the tree was restored to its virgin state. Rata then sprang from his hideout, snatching up some of the perpetrators. Ha ha! Kaiyate toki! 
So it is you that has been cursing my tree. Your tree? Who gave you authority to fell the forest god? You have yet to seek the proper rights and Garkia. Your mind is too fixated on your task beyond the great domain of Danimanta. Ikira! Miyako kuinga Garkia. At this heartened, Nata returned home to seek counsel from his mother. Ah, Emma, something is amiss here. Why am I not allowed this very tree? Uiatu ki tō koroa, ki a whakaihorangi. Kei ahuahuea e nohoana. Take this query to your elder relative whakaihorangi. And ahuahu is where he dwells. Rata, full of curiosity, made his way to Ahuahu, seeking his koroa in the hope of finding an answer to resume his quest. <laughs> you smell of the sap of a stubborn bark. You also have the scent of ambition from your great-grandfather, Tawhaki. What is the object of the visit, young lad? Ai, kia ora I believe we haven't met yet. My name is... Okay, a bit white to marker there. Didn't have to go on about it. I mean, a simple guess I know you would have done. Didn't have to give me the old this is your life spiel. Oh yeah, I'm in trouble about my tree. Three times now I felled it, and each time it rose again into an upright position. I didn't learn the proper rights to gain authority to do so. I don't see the problem really, lad. I would be happy to see my rako in an upright position every morning. <laughs> I can refer you to a witch doctor for that if you want, young lad. She treated me for the rash I got whilst holidaying on Titiyo Manono. What? No! Are you serious? No, who are these creatures that undo all my hard work? They are your elders. Where do those folk belong to? Where is their home? By the bounds of Hinemwana, on mountain tops, in tapu places they roam and dwell, in lower realms giving on the spirit world with your ancestors, the Earth Mother they roam and sport. Ever joyful they move to and fro by day and night in all realms. So, what about my tree, Ekara? Go and fell your tree, Takumokopuna. Once it has fallen, cover the stump with the poretao fern. And when the shade of night blankets the crowns of the forest, come to the Tuahu and wait there until I arrive. Rata followed the advice of his elder felled his tree, covered its stump with ferns, and when evening arrived, he conveyed those ferns to the Tuahu, where he found Whakaihorangi standing. The elder put forth his hand, took the ferns, and waving them up and down, recited over them certain ritual, which is ever employed by priests of the Tuahu and Ahurewa, in connection with the felling of trees to be fashioned into canoes, ridge poles of superior houses, carved main posts of a stockade, or cenotaphs erected in memory of high-born men and women. Such were the occasions on which this ritual was employed. 
Hey, can you hear them? Whakarongo! They're returning to undo our work once again. Whakaihorangi, i auareake tehi o tō karakia. Whakaihorangi, the chants have not worked. Eh, haramoko. You young lads have no resilience and always want to know the shortcuts before making the right cuts. Tēnā, tirohia. To the amazement of Rata, all the creatures of the forest assembled together in their song and started to transform this very tree into a great war vessel. Chip by chip, shaving by shaving and splinter by splinter, they split, sanded, sword carved, lashed and painted the great waka of Rata. Whoa, we're in Motaku kuare, kei raro e kei ana i te whakamā. Excuse my ignorance, here I am eating my own words. Tēnā koutou katoa, mō koutou i hangā tōku waka. From Fitianuanu in the Akaka Nui period of the year, when Marewa lay afloat in the sky and Otai had anchored on the horizon, Rata Te Pukenga launched Aniwaru, his new waka upon a silky morning tide. E taima, set a course due southwest. Takapiri ki te kainga o tonga puawa. In the month of Tewaru, the crew of Aniwaru made landfall upon the beach of Padiroa. Kia pai mai hoki! Look at those white sandy beaches. That line of sun-bleached driftwood right along the coast must provide easy firewood. I wish you were right, Ewa. He puke fiou a ke ko kakatea. They are instead piles of sun-bleached human bones. He iwi kai tangata tēnei. Hey, is that keto or paleo? I'm more of a vegan myself, but I still eat fish oh, and seafood, so I'm like a pescatarian. Hey. Why don't they eat their jesters? No? Got nothing? Okay, okay, okay. Because they taste funny. Putum pum. Kakata o niho. I will go on land to sneak up to the temple. The rest of you, set up camp here and wait for the signal. Kamatara e huama. Be alert lest you feel the flames of Tahuaroa. Under the cover of darkness, Rata snuck his way to the dwelling of Matuku Tangotango. Matuku lived below the earth and only came out to feast on human flesh that had been prepared by his high priests, Bohaukai and Tahuaroa. He also noticed the bones they used as the sacred wands employed to perform their chants. Just then he heard a voice from below. <laughs> From a stealth position, Rata saw the high priests preparing a mound of cooked human remains for their ariki. As the priests performed their hakahari haritai, a large kumete, wooden bowl, of baked human was dragged to the entrance of the dwelling of Matsuku Tangotong, and from the depths of his dwelling, he climbed out. Like a gluttonous beast, Matuku Tangotango 
indulged on the flesh of men in a lustful feeding frenzy. In the days of food intoxication, he belched out and announced, A stomach is full, the desire for human flesh is appeased. Leave it for tomorrow, for that craving to come again. Matuku Tangotango fell into a deep sleep. The high priests retreated to their altar to perform the sacred practices and incantations of the night. It was here that Rata saw them using the bones of his father Wahiroa as their wands and mystic instruments to keep rhythm whilst they performed a powerful incantation. <gasps> My father is here. There, those are his bones. They're channeling his demigod Whakapapa to power their evil spells. Rata performed two mataponia, a spell rendering himself invisible, which enabled him to move in stealth toward the wicked men of the high order. And from behind, he quietly pierced the jugulars with his mother's hairpiece, made from the sharpened tailbone of the Toroa. Just as Rata gathered the bones of his father, a grumbling came from the dwelling of Matuku Tangotongo. My sleep is disrupted by a weariness. Oh, speak to me the truth of my disruption. Rata, thinking fast, replied, oh, It is nothing. Tis only your people stoking the fires to prepare for the new day's feast. Sleep, sleep now, master. Bring me a slight of refreshments to send me back to the house of Hineruaki boy. I wish for a corpse to save her upon. Aye, 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 indeed, your highness, indeed. Rata quickly threw the bodies of the priests, Bohaukai and Tahuaroa, upon the oven rocks to cook. It wasn't long until Matuku Tangotongo requested his midnight snack. Where is my Paramanawa? Anei, it is here, prepared and ready for you. Rata then climbed into the large kumite bowl and hid under the seared bodies of the cooked priests. Matuku yelled out from his cavernous abode. Oh great one, you you must come out, oh hungry one. The bowl is too heavy to drag. Matuku Tangotango busted out of his dwelling in the tantrum and stormed to the large wooden bowl. It was here Rata could see this being's mass in its entirety. A giant with a mouth that could house two men in a gullet that dragged along the ground like an overly full dragnet. Who dares to draw me up by the scent of my anger? Matuku swiped up the bowl with two hands, throwing back its contents, when all of a sudden he heard a voice from his mouth. Rata jammed the bones of his father down the throat of Matuku Tangotango, causing him to choke. Matuku Tangotango looked in shock as he saw his half-chewed fried priest fall from his mouth as he coughed and gagged. By now, Rata had jumped out of his mouth to face the devourer of many. Tazai, Rata Tepukenga, nephew of Iwi Itaya, son 
Wahiaro have come to avenge their deaths and the deaths of many of my kinsmen. Your bones from this day onward shall be fashioned and used by my people as bird spears and fishing hooks, as a perpetual revenge. As Rata performed his haka, Matsuku Tango Tango flayed and rolled around in a choking fit, like a big hot goo on the plaza of the temple until his tongue fell out and lay still. Rata then returned home with the three species of birds, the kakerangi, the kohirangi and the kohiwai so they may breed and produce more beautiful plumes in Fitianuan. He also returned with bone spears and fishing hooks to give to all the bereaved families. And most importantly, he returned home with the bones of his father, so they could be laid to rest. Rata. There you go, everybody. Rata. Aye. Not Rata. There's so many versions of the story. Yeah. It's almost one of the most well-documented stories throughout Polynesia. Mm. Well, I think it's one that I have memories of as a child too. Mm. It's one of my favourite. Ngari, yeah, you done a bit of rangahau, eh, about it? Yeah, so as to why Rata went to fell a tree or went to find a tree was to avenge the death of his father, Wahiaroa, who is, um, is quite another big name throughout Māori storytelling or Māori mythology or p- Pacific mythology. But it talks about how Wahiaroa went on to go and him and his rangatira Manukori, he went on to find these plumes, these feathers that weren't indigenous to their land. And so they went to another land that took four months to cross the ocean to this place called Pariroa. Mm-hmm. And the description of the people that they said were close to the people of the Aboriginal physique. Mm. I think it shows the type of travelling that they did up in the North Pacific at the time, because mm. I believe that's where this corridor comes from. How were they described? Looking... A prominent feature was their brow. Mm. The men were tall and of thin legs and big upper body. Mm. That's what made me think that they seemed like Alphanonga from across yeah. the Moana Tapukapuku Atafiki. Tafiki, yeah. I think from an early age, you know, e mohi o te rawa, the message what I got out of that story, or the first time I heard it in primary school, mm. was to conduct yourself properly when you go into the ngahere. Aye. And, well, at that time, well, if you're going to cut a tree down, you know, make sure you do a karakia. Aye. And even today, when I go to get, on very rare occasions, rongoa from the ngahere, mostly kawakawa. Aye. I have a little karakia mm, to tāne mahuta. And when I gather raukawa leaves as well mm. for the kapa, motai wears raukawa, yeah, I have a karakia as well. Whenever I do have a karakia, I'm reminded of the story tika, tika. of rata. Mm. When I see a tōtara, even though it probably wasn't a tōtara, aye, but aye. we think tōtara, yeah. yeah, I think of rata. Yeah, tika. 
Yeah. There's a book in there. The illustrations were really cool in there. I remember. I know the one you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, the little grey one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, there was all, there was all sorts in there. Yeah, there were some good ones. They had yeah. Tane in there. Yeah. Yeah. I've been looking for that book. I remember that being the only really cool Legends book mm. I saw. One of the things I got from it as well, this fellow was on a mission. Nei Rata was on a mission. Mm. Or when we go in to pick things, we're on a mission. So our mind's not right. Or, you know, our focus is beyond what we're doing at that present time. So mm. I think that's the reason for the karakia is to mm. bring yourself into present mind. And of course, the other stuff is giving thanks and asking for safe passage from the person of that domain or from the atua of mm -hmm. that domain. Mm -hmm. Do it everywhere in, in every aspect. And, mm. Yeah people we talk about mindfulness these days that's what it is mm. I think too if you look at the karakia kakariki po whaitere Aye. which is part of the skorero to do with you know the, the adzing or the felling of, mm. a, of a tree the rituals are contained in that karakia as well kakariki po whaitere ko tia te pū waihoi konei ko tia te kauru waihoi konei o waihoi kona e ai hoki rau i te umu o te tuhi those were the sacred fires and umu in Aye. relation to the felling of, of a tree. Aye, te muhinga. Yeah, yeah. Te mm. uh, mua te tui ki hai tai ki nga pū ki nga patua kuru, patua fao. Talking about the the, the ways to to um, fell the tree. Patua Aye. kuru, patua fao. Patua te toki a tai haruru. Piki a ke neo i te whare huka huka tangaroa. Tangaroa i whati ai enuku tai maroro, enuku tai maroro ai. Pera rā ko au ko hine tua hoanga e kimi ane hauana i te whānau arata. This was a metaphor or expression for the, the, the family of Rata, uh, the tools that Rata employed to fell the tree. And so that karakia... That's um, used just for trees or um, I've heard it used for other kaupapa? I tohunga will use that karakia in the opening of a house. Aye. And even though it's about the felling of a tree and is more aligned to the building of a canoe Aye. in reference to te whare huka huka nui a tangaroa, Aye. which talks about the sea and also the house that sits or the hut on the tabuhau canoe. Aye, kia ora. But talking about the felling of a tree is recounting the process or the whakapapa of building the house. Aye, kia ora. And that at one time the house was a standing tree. So that's why a tohunga wool will use that karakia. Not all tohunga wool in, in house openings, but if you hear it, and people might think, oh, that's for cutting a tree down. But yes, it's actually yeah. recounting the whakapapa of where the wood that was used to build that house came from. Came from, And it was from the felling of a tree. I think Pakaki talked about that in uh, one of our Whakapuna episodes. Mm. That ad adaptation of that is to look at the series or the phase of work that goes into building something. Yeah. Even the effort and the... I guess the meticulous nature of the engineers. Yeah, definitely. Mm. Through that story, we learn tikanga, mm. the values attached to those tikanga and the values that those tikanga teach. And those values are having respect for tāne and respect for the treatment Aye. of anatamariki mm. and also the respect for the creatures of the forest Chika. as kaitaki of tangahere. Mm. Koera, koera ngārara katoa te aitanga, pepeke, hakuturi, they are the kaitiaki of the ngahere. Aye. So don't go standing on all the bugs you see. 
Yeah. Yeah. Or you can't help it. But don't do it on purpose. Yeah, or when you get them on your grill when you're driving through the bush. If they're the introduced ones, payana. Payana. <laughs> yeah, they're introduced ones. <laughs> Did you know that cooking oil is really good for removing those off your grill? Cooking oil. Yeah. Mm. But anyway, <laughs> those bugs, the spiders, the... The weta. The weta, the ants, all of those, mm. they're all kaitaki and they're all part of the ecosystem of the forest. Aye. Te whānau o te ngahere. Koina te kōrero, that's it eh. Mm. Koina te kōrero rāta. That's the kōrero about rāta and the rākau. And to tautoko our kōrero, we're going to sing about a tōtara. It's actually one that I remember from a while ago. I don't sing that often, but I sort of end up humming it now and again. So, anei tata te waiata. E tu tāne mahuta. E tu tāne mahuta. E tu tāne mahuta. Nā wai tito. Nā wai tito. Nā Bobby Pauwhare. Kia ora. Whakarongo mai. Ki ari te koe, ki te totara, e tūranga tira, ki runga i te whenua. That was our waiata, etu tane mahuta, and kuinata tatau korero, motene ra. And I'm not going to say keirunga noatu because it was better than keirunga noatu. Yeah, yeah, it was better than keirunga noatu. It was kaore e painga. Kaore e painga, aye, aye. It was korunga tena. <laughs> and again, we do our best to present these korero based on the rangahau we do. Aye. And while we may follow a, a tahuhu korero, we do exercise some poetic license and creative license. Kilda. Do go out there and do some research on this korero, Rata and Narako. It is one that is spoken throughout all the iwi, uh, recounted and across the Pacific. And kia au kuenana, kuenana tino korero ko nga mei e korero, e tino nga korero katoa e nari, nga mei korero tiana huri no te moana nui a kiwa. When there's stories like this that are spoken and retold on the islands of our cousins or our distant relatives, or not, not so distant really, Aye. maybe distant in time, but not in whakapapa, Aye. that reminds us of our links to Te Moana Nui Akiwa and reminds us too of our origins. Aye, kia ora. Yeah. So, koina aku kōrero mo tēnei wā, kōrero whakakapi au, puahiri. I just want to acknowledge the writers, they were, they're very punctual. Fuck 
Taringa, brought to you by Te Wānanga o Aotearoa. To listen to more episodes, search for us on your podcast app and subscribe. Taringa, whakarongo mai.